I'm sure when you went to Google, it was like, it could be a tumor in your head. You might want to look that up. Mm -hmm. They say home is where the heart is. So I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode whatever of Doubly Negative. I really have no idea anymore. We filmed a couple ahead. I know we just released 52. This might be 55, 54. I don't know. You're way off. I think yeah. we just released 51. 51. We did release 51. Uh, Whatever. This okay. could be 54. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, as always, I'm here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? I'm okay, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, looking at the Zoom camera here, um, if we were directors and movies it would look like i'm the sad guy because i kind of have like the dark undertones mm. um looking a little pale because of the time of night it is and you just look like a guy that is walking on sunshine yeah i'm benefiting from some good uh natural lighting here whereas your lighting is, is pretty poor to be honest it, it's the worst i might get a ring light or something but maybe that'll just wash me out even more who the fuck knows? I don't um, know. I also liked how um, right before we hit record, we're both wearing glasses. And then without even mentioning it, we both took off our glasses. Yeah. And now I, I can't see you so perfectly. I don't know if it's the same for you. Yeah, no, I I just know you're on the screen. I can see the lovely blonde hair. I can see that million dollar yeah. smile. But what's it's your, pretty What's fun. your prescription? Um, I don't know. It's uh, out of date. I'll tell you that. I just yeah. rock with the old ones, but pretty thick. I wonder if it's the same as mine. I got a minus four and a half on one eye and minus four on the other eye. So it's it's pretty sizable. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at my contacts. That that one's more accurate, but I think those are a little different. I think it's like half the the, the strength of Pete's though. If I remember correctly, Pete's got like eight or nine or ten even. He's yeah, like he's really got blind. literal like I want to say half inch thick lenses. His yeah. eyes are fucked. They're not good. Um, so I guess we'll lead off the show with a little update on lifting. Here's mine. I hurt myself. Mm. Um, I don't know if I really hurt myself. So I did the first squat and deadlift day. Felt fine. Next day felt fine. Had a soccer game that night. Day after the soccer game, it felt like either my hip flexor or my groin was just screaming and I was limping around for a while for a couple of days, actually. And now I'm starting to feel better. I did some stretching today and I think I'm going to play in my game on Wednesday, but I have not been lifting since the soccer game. So not the best start. What do you think happened? I don't know. Maybe it was just too much at once because doing the squats, mm. deadlifts, and then I had two soccer games the next night. Mm. So maybe it was just, a lot in a short period of time and it was just unbelievable it, it felt like it was more than just really sore it felt pulled or something i had a similar experience this well, week di yeah different really? similar yeah i got um so i did my first day i i think the same day you did it or maybe the day before Day before, uh, which calls which calls for a lot of squats it, it calls for a fairly heavy four by six mm -hmm. so that's it's big. And uh, the next day or even that night, maybe I got like food poisoning or something, maybe a stomach bug, but I was, uh, I was on the toilet a lot. And I think 
I had some really poor recovery. So I think I really, I really hurt. I taxed my legs really hard. And then my recovery was bad because, um, so I've had this habit for, for as long as I can remember in this, in the shower, I'll, I'll wash my hair, whatever. And I always do 10 squats in the shower, 10 air squats, just something I do. I don't know. Weirdo. So, so my, <laughs> I, my legs were sore, which is kind of natural from, from working out. Yeah. Um, I didn't think anything of it and I didn't think anything of doing the squats. And as soon as I went down for the first squat, it felt like both of my hamstrings just tore apart. It was blinding pain. Like I, I it was crazy and I could barely stand for the rest of the shower. I had to like hold myself up and I quickly showered and I barely toweled myself off. I just laid on bed and I was like, what the fuck happened? Um, and I, I think it's just the, the combination of the sickness and, uh, soreness but it was really bad and uh it took me a few days to get over actually i was like fumbling around i'm no doctor here but it sounds like your body was using nutrients to try to repair itself but it didn't have the nutrients so it mm-hmm. was just destroyed muscle tissue when you went down <laughs> there was nothing that's there to build it back up that's exactly what i think it was too yep bro science but could be real yeah i i, I sounds good to me yeah <laughs> So I guess the update here is I'm going to try to go to my soccer game Wednesday. Only, oh, I might have a couple of its playoffs, but they're shorter. So I'll see how that goes. And then Thursday, hopefully back in the gym, I might, mm. I'm not going to start over, but I'll just pick up where I left off, I guess. Yeah, it's tough uh, when you have like a, I think even like a week off, sometimes it's good to just do like a, a light full body workout. That's kind of what I did yesterday because after that bout of sickness, I went, I went to the gym with Tika last night and we both did something really light. She hadn't been in the gym for over a week and a half. So um, I don't know. I, I sucks. We were both so gung ho about it. It's the worst. We, uh, first day. We lost a week. First yeah. day. We both just get fucked. What are you going to do? We move forward. Um, yeah. I haven't lost my motivation with y'all, so that's good. Did you lose any motivation? Man, I, yeah, I got to tell you, I lost life motivation because the last podcast we did, I woke up early and I was feeling all good. And then I got that stomach bug or whatever it was. And then I got this uh, eye problem too. It's almost healed. But like I got this two stupid small sicknesses in a row and I was like, fuck life. What's the and, eye? Uh, was it pink eye? No, you I, I looked ass? it up. And, well, yes, but I don't think it was pink eye. Okay. Uh, it was like an inflammation of my eyelid, and I, I googled around. It looks like it was like blepharitis or bepharitis. It's not a sty, but almost like a sty. It's like a sty, but without the pimple thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I got some antibiotics, eye drops, and that helped like almost immediately. But for like for like a couple of days, my eye is so fucking itchy. And even right now, like I can't wear contacts today. But anyway, I'm just I'm just bitching. But like those two things in a row just killed my motivation and trying to get back there again. I'm sure when you went to Google, it was like it could be a tumor in your head. You might want to look that up. Mm-hmm. I don't even Google things anymore. I just deal with them until they go away. Just because I I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I will go down that rabbit hole. Even things that are like fairly, like they feel pretty urgent. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'll just let it go. I can't remember the last time I had something that felt urgent where I was like, I should go see somebody, but 
for the most part, I'll ride it out. I'll ride the ship right into the rocks. I don't want to hear the bad news. Just let me go peace. Well, yeah, peacefully, I guess. It's funny because I don't know. I, I think the vast majority of the time your approach is going to work. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm still here. Works better. Yeah. So far, so good. And then one out of whatever, you're just going to die in early, early, early death because you're stubborn. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I actually have something terribly wrong with me and I've just been putting it off for years and years. And they're going to be like, dude, mm-hmm. if you would have came in sooner, we could have saved your life. And I'm going to go. Maybe. But it is what it is. I started thinking about you um, because I don't know. I've been, I've been sick a bunch of times in the last few months, like way too much. Um, and I just started thinking like, maybe I should go to the doctor and just make sure there's nothing like systemic wrong with me yeah then i was like well, i don't want the bad news i'm like nervous like yeah, yeah I just, and i just don't want to go to the doctor too so it's know. a lot make an appointment show up yeah and then there's also the just like the kind of distrust of doctors or like their abilities they're trying to get one over on me i i have yeah. that in my head too yeah and i just don't think i don't think they know what they're doing <laughs> that's wrong um but I just, uh, you know, a couple extra insurance claims this month and he can get his yacht. I'm not doing it. Well, I think there is something to um, – I'm not, I'm not saying doctors are useless. I think doctors are very useful. But I think there is something to the fear of making a problem because I think I've heard a lot of people have – okay, so say for me right now, I feel like I've been sick too often. Yep. Now – Let's say I go to a doctor and they do, uh, I don't know, maybe they do an MRI or something. They find nothing. And then they say, well, go see this specialist. And then I go to see that and they see nothing. So they send me to this specialist. And then all of a sudden, I had this feeling where maybe there's a bigger problem, but maybe there's not. But by actually going through the process, I've convinced myself that there's a bigger problem. And now I'm in the system. And I think that probably happens to a lot of people. Yeah. And I feel like that just builds on your anxiety, especially if it's something that's like lingering and won't go away. We've Mm. talked about it before, but our buddy Pete has that thing with the twitching and stuff. And exactly. It's just more of a, I have no idea what's wrong. None of these doctors know what the fuck's wrong. What do I do? There's nothing you can do. It's just. Exactly. I think about that, um, that placebo effect thing a lot. And like the, the absence of the placebo effect where if you're someone that doesn't, if you're someone that generally trusts what you're told, placebo effect can be absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to tell you this. I'm sorry, Tika. Oh, boy. Um, so her friend told her about these. Um, it's called hyaluronic acid, and it's, it's supposed to be good for the skin. Damn it. Um, headphones. You got to quit fucking with the headphones, Kyle. Sorry, sorry. No, you know what? Maybe keep fucking with them because then we can have a nice compilation of you just fuck, just dropping your headphones. We already have one. Yeah, that's enough. Okay, okay. I, I do notice when you do touch them, your sound quality gets a little worse. As far as when like I the, fuck with them, because I think the microphone's in the earphone in the earpiece on the outside. That makes perfect sense. Okay, I, I will avoid it. Okay. Anyway, Tika bought this uh, these capsules. It's hyaluronic acid. And it's supposed to be good for your skin. Uh, I think it probably is. I don't know. But anyway, started taking them like Monday. Yeah. And then on Tuesday or Wednesday, she's like, my skin is so good. And um, 
I just think it's probably not enough time for any sort of compound to make a huge difference like that. So I, it, it, I don't know, maybe I'm being an asshole and ignorant, but I think it's placebo effect. Um, so I'm going to cut you off. You're not being an asshole and yeah. ignorant for thinking that, but you're an asshole for saying it to your girlfriend. Well, I didn't say it to her. I'm only saying it on the podcast. <laughs> so that's why you had your hands like this when you were explaining it. <laughs> Tiki, yeah. your skin looks great. Because I well, that happens with us too. Like say, like oh, I I worked out today. Do I look thinner? You know, right, right. Oh, I'm right. just sitting there, like, yeah, I lifted today. Look at the, yeah, no, no difference. It's the same. But I kind of wish I was less critical with that because I, I kind of don't believe anything now. And, yeah, so you uh, can't like believe in that thing and use that to build momentum. So if you look right. in the mirror the, the day after working out, and you're like, wow, I am looking like I'm seeing results. The thing that makes people stop is they, they're not seeing those immediate results. You want to see results. And when you don't see those results, you get you know demotivated. If we could tell ourselves in the mirror, oh, I am seeing results on a daily basis. Every day, every day, everyone, we need instant gratification. Yeah. And, and for me, I have like this inner skepticism, this inner cynic all the time when anything there's anything like that i'm just like no that's stupid yeah so even if i do see that in the mirror i'll be like oh i look better today part of me will be like well that's stupid it's one day and i do the same yeah so maybe that's the i i'm a little bit jealous of that placebo effectability maybe we need to dumb ourselves down a little bit and tell us tell ourselves we're the ones that are wrong we do see a difference. We might be. Yeah. Who are we? And I to say we're the correct ones. I don't just know. A couple of guys. That's up. Did you just drop them again? Yeah. You did it a couple of times last episode too. So we already got a pretty solid clip going. There's a, there's a, there's a compilation in the works. You're right. Do you want to tell a story on those headphones or should we brush over it? No. Okay. I thought maybe that, you were bringing it up prior, so we could, but maybe bleep that out. We'll see. Fourteen thirty, Jake. Sorry. Oh, nice. That that's a good idea. I, I was thinking about that too because now that I'm editing these short videos, it's a good idea to actually note the times of these uh, things that happen. But then again, I also thought if I do that, it'll make me more self-conscious while we're talking, and maybe it'll ruin some of the natural flow. So I, I also had that idea too, like. Yeah, but it's just one of those things to just like take a mental note and try to remember at the end. It's not like, a, you know, I've seen people on YouTube like try to force like this quote that they can clip and put on their page. And mm. it, it feels so phony. Yep. It feels so phony. Like I've been in a situation like that and the person was just going off talking. This was on a show I did a really long time ago. I'm not going to name it. But he going off on this tangent. And I was just like, you're doing this for a clip. Right. You're doing this for a clip. Next thing you know, it's the intro to that episode. And I think other episodes too. Wow. I mean, I understand it. We've had this conversation before. We don't think we're ever going to get huge with this because we refuse to like sell our souls and do it the right way, you know, Mm -hmm. with the corny 
we got to make this clip. We got to do it this way. Like rehearse clips. We don't even like, we just started, we hit record. We didn't plan anything out. We don't like doing that. And I'm completely okay with that. I know you're completely okay with that. I'm not going to kind of put on this fake act to potentially bring this somewhere because that's when it'll feel like a job when I have to act like something I'm not clip it. That was the clip. Did you just, you just, well, unintentionally. Yeah, well, I swear I was unintentional. Wow. I swear. Oh my God. That was good though. You're Kaiser Soze. Yeah. Wow. That wasn't bad. My mind is blown right now. I can't believe you just did that to me. You just said you just you just said you don't like the guys that go off on a rant for clips, and then you went off on a rant for a clip immediately after. Oh my god! And it was good. The greatest oh. trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't exist. You handsome devil. That was good. I need a moment to recover. Take a moment. Um, um, I want to take a moment and point out that you didn't even notice that I trimmed my beard. But we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about it. I'm sure we can fill 20 minutes with with your trimmed beard. Yeah, I mean, I trimmed it up. One thing, people always ask, do you do this intentionally? And for those of you who watch on YouTube now, the answer is no. I just can't grow hair there. Why would you do that intentionally? I don't know. Mm. So The way you asked that, I don't know if I like that. (laughs) I don't know if I like that. (laughs) Why would you do that on purpose? (laughs) Because the implication is that it just oh it looks terrible. Why would you do that? Yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> no, I think I got the same. I think that's very common to have that that place. Yeah, there was one time I tried to like lean into it. I'm like, I'm gonna make it look like I'm just gonna take this part out, and then it looked so mm. fucking awful, dude. I was like, I cannot really? do that. It was so bad, mm. awful. I do think this is the first time I've seen you wearing a t-shirt on the camera. I like that. Yeah, maybe I'm feeling a little um a little less fat. Uh I've been dreading uh spring because that means I can't wear hoodies everywhere and hide my fat, mm. hide my gut. Wow. But this is it. This is me. Hey, you're looking pretty jacked, buddy. You think so? Yeah. Big, I've um solid, I've been do- I've been doing shakes and stuff for like lunch, mm. whatnot. I'm really trying to get the weight down. So eat the compilation grows. For those of you not watching on YouTube, this is the third time Kyle's earphones have fell out of his head. We're going to start a GoFundMe, or better yet, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash negative, maybe negative pod, and subscribe so we can get uh, new buds that'll fit Kyle's ears. I think, yeah, I think I just got to change the rubber things. I should have done that. Always yeah. change the rubber. You never want to... Hey, come on. Boom. Um, speaking kind of, of Patreon... What kind of shakes are you making? Oh, sorry. We can start doing uh, video podcasts on there too, so that's exciting. They have like a record mm. option, I'm pretty sure. So, oh, okay. I have not recorded one in a while, um, and I'll go into why on the next episode. Hey, it's because of my FIFA addiction. Well, let's talk about that. When I have free time, or, I... oh, I see. You, you you mean you want to talk about that on the Patreon? Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll talk about my issue with FIFA and my lack okay. of free time. Because it's not one of those addictions where I sacrifice time with my wife, my dog, my friends. But when I do have that free time, boom, 
here I am with the chair. Audacity is right. fucking up, but thankfully I think Zoom's fine. Whatever. Hmm. Feedback city. Are you hearing feedback, could, Aaron? No, I, I think we could also make a compilation of you yelling at Audacity because you do it at least once an episode. Because, dude, it's like, I don't know if it's Audacity. I think it's the mic, the stupid fucking mic. The problem is I have this stand that almost yep. tried to kill me there. Um, I saw but that. The way my desk is set, it's tough for me to put the stand here. So I think I need to get a desk stand so I can put it here and chat and have these hands so I can be Italian, even though I'm Irish. Okay. Because the stand is just for looks now. That's all this right. is here for. Mm. This thing probably sounds better when I talk through this. Guess what? Can't use it because the desk set up. Mm. Yeah. What are you gonna do? And now and now it's fine. I was just because you can see the thick bar. It looks like that, and you know there's feedback coming through. But now it's fine. So whatever. We move forward. I need a ring light. I need a desk stand. And then we can take this to the new level. Also, that's right. Speaking of us being on video and Patreon and stuff, we're on TikTok now. If you want to see me and Kyle do synchronized dances from across the world, you can follow us at doubly negative pod on TikTok. There's going to be no dancing. It's just going to be clips from the show. But clips from the show that may be on an episode that's not out yet. So mm-hmm. releasing clips, maybe a little teaser for the next episode. I know the clip we have up there now, was that on the most recent episode we released? No, no, you're trying to be coy, but I'm just going to come out and say it. All these TikToks so far have been from. Oh, I see. Yeah. Half of that episode is released and half of it's not. I'm talking about the drunk. 50th episode celebration and yeah. some of that is unreleased to the public however you can see some of it on our tiktok mm-hmm. and maybe potentially our patreon i would i like the clip we put on tiktok today that was pretty insightful for us being pretty drunk mm-hmm. i think so we were hammered yeah and you know what we're still spitting out knowledge that's right buddy that's good. We're good at this. I also like how um, we've been talking about TikTok for a long time, and it was basically a joke at first. Yeah. And then it, it slowly, like the amount of joking went from 100% to 50% to 0%, and now we actually have one. It's kind of like when you're like, hey, you want to do butt stuff? And your girl's like, no. And you go, mm. <laughs> I know. I would never. <laughs> and then you just yeah. joke about it and joke about it until they, Mm. yep that's 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 exactly what it was i was teasing you with the talk is butt stuff yeah essentially in our our situation um and and the fact that we have video now let's get the clips out there the clips are fun too i like i like getting the clips that you send me it's good stuff I would really appreciate it if you would use all of the clips that i send you i'm gonna post that other one tomorrow really as of right now yes oh but i i think i might have to put a little disclaimer like do not have what kyle made it look like i have <laughs> there was some heavy i had a lot of fun editing this one is what i I'll know say. you did yeah it was really I was, fun i was so worried because the email said keep an open mind smiley face and i said yeah okay let's see what he did yeah it's uh actually so the the process for this one 
it was totally unrelated, but I was showing Tika one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time. It was Roger Clemens during the steroid scandal. And someone took a long interview of him and maliciously edited it. So he basically said in the interview, I do not take steroids. And in this clip, they edited it. So he said, I take steroids. And I used that as my inspiration to uh, edit this clip of Chris. And it was very, very fun. Malicious edits. That'll be the title of the clip. Yeah, it is. It is very malicious. Yeah. So now you have to come up with a malicious edit for yourself. I will. And that's what Tika said to me, too. She said, you're uh, you're picking on Chris a little bit. And I said, you're right. No, it's fine because we pick, we have fun. We have fun here at Tuffy Negative. We do, we do have fun. Yeah. So it's OK. It's all in good fun. It's just one of those things where you don't want people thinking you have it. We'll just put it that way. Mm. Very malicious. <laughs> I just don't want to get the bad news, man. I'm sure I was talking about something like really serious there too. And then you throw it in that clip like a real son. You were of a talking bitch. about, you were talking about your fear of going to the doctor. That was like an hour later. Don't remember and that. You haven't, how you haven't had a physical in years and you're like, yeah, I just don't want to get the bad news. And I put that back in the earlier <laughs> Such an asshole. It's so good. though. And then when you said like, uh, I, I hope you're not upset. Uh, I don't even know what that was about, but that's way later too. It had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I hope you're not upset. Like you're going to be really upset that you found out that like I we're this. like we're dating. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're not mad. <laughs> no, it really is brilliant. I'll post it tomorrow. I will. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Um. Oh, so what else is going on? You went on an ep- you went on a podcast recently. You want to plug it? I went on a podcast too. We both went our separate ways. We kind of did a little cheating. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went on my buddy uh, Matt Fletcher's podcast called Semantics. Um, I met him in Bali. He's in Spain now. That's not interesting. Uh, no, he's I'm in not, Spain now. I was going to say move on. And he's, got, he's doing this solo thing mainly, but we've done a few podcasts in the past. And he's really interested in, I'd say, self-improvement, world, world politics topics. Uh, he's, he's doing a lot of things. It's cool. Yeah. No, that's cool. I watched the first half of it. I did not finish it yet. I started it and then something came up at work, needed to use my phone. And I was like, okay, well, I'll get back to this. Mm. I haven't come back to it yet. So go watch that. I was on Smoking Simeon with Antonio. He filled in for you when mm. you went to the casino or something. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Something like that. Um, but it was fun. Good times. Go check those out. Speaking of casino, Mohegan kicked my ass. Over oh, the weekend, yeah, yeah. Mm. it uh, money went down quick. How bad? Not that bad, a couple hundred, but um, it was one of those things where the people I was with, their money was going up, 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 and mine was gone. So I was like, I don't want to gamble anymore. You guys mm. do your thing. So I was just kind of getting drinks at the bar. That's tough, man. I've been in that situation where you're at the casino with a few people and it would be ideal if everybody was winning. But if you're winning and they're not or they're winning and you're not, it's like you can't get on that same wavelength. And it's yeah, it's tough. But I do love like I was having fun just drinking and watching my friends win. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. And I kept just hammering home the same jokes. I did have a little buzz going. I was like, did you hit here? You're taking us to the season's buffet. I don't care. Mm. And then he hit and I picked up the phone and I was like, reservation for three seasons buffet. (laughs) 
And I just kept. Did no? Did they take you to season buff? Oh. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. I don't think he listens, so he's not gonna hear this. But mm. I was really hammering that home. Do you ever do that when you have a little buzz going, where you try to hit a joke and it might kind of hit? So you're like, I'm gonna go back to something similar to this, and you of keep. Of course. Yeah. 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 Like it worked the first time. Why wouldn't it work the next ten? Well, the the example that comes immediately to mind is when my sister and I are playing blackjack and we get drunk. It's the same situation. We just have a couple inside jokes about the types of bets we make and we repeat them over and over and over for hours. And the dealers must just get so tired of it. It's but exactly what you're talking about. All that matters is it's mutually funny to both of you because that's what the joke's for yeah. anyway. It's not for yeah. the dealer. I don't fuck with blackjack at casinos because I feel like people are such hardos. Like, oh, you should have split there. That could have that would have been my card. If you would have split, get over it. Uh, that, that'll that happen sometimes. It happened but, to me the one time I did it and I haven't gone back because I'm not dealing yeah, with it. Yeah, I, I remember we talked about that. Yeah. yeah, no thanks. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to talk to anyone, especially not this drunk asshole that's been ripping cigs all night. No thanks. But I do understand it. I get it. If I was a big blackjack guy, I would probably get mad too. Uh, well, I could talk about that for a minute because actually it's, it's a fallacy. Um, when people get mad about that, I, we, we might've even talked about this on the podcast, so I'm sorry if we did, but, um, it's proven that that's, it doesn't work like that. So say if, well, so sometimes if you, if you hit when you should stay, according to basic strategy, people will get mad at you and say, well, that card was meant for the dealer. The dealer would have busted. Everybody would have won. You fucked us over. You made a mistake. But actually, it's just as likely that your mistake would help the whole table too. Because the next card is the next card. There's some mathematical chance of that card being whatever it is. And just because you took that card, you see what I'm getting at? I'm not explaining it very well. No, you're saying like, okay, so I took that card and I busted. But what if I took that card and it helped me get closer and then the dealer busted? Yes. Yes. And, and there's, there's no like statistical difference. So for, for someone to get mad at you is it, it's very short sighted thinking because they're only looking at that one hand. And also they're not remembering the hands when, for example, maybe the dealer's got a, a 16 and you took the three mm-hmm. and then, the, and then the next card was a 10. So actually they would have won if you didn't take that card, but your mistake actually helped everybody. They're not focusing on those. And that's, that's just as likely to happen as you screwing it up for the table. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's stupid to get mad at people like that. I I guess it's kind of natural in the moment, but it doesn't make any logical sense. That makes a lot of sense because a lot of people that would get mad at that probably degenerate gamblers probably down on their luck. Yeah. When you're down money, you're looking for someone to blame. And if it's the guy at the table that didn't do something by the book, that's the easy target. That's right. What are you going to do? I do already want to go back to the casino and get at the roulette table, though. That's my game. Ah, It's a lot of fun, man. It's just an expensive kind of fun. Dude, my sister's a real degenerate. Yeah. Um, she, She went to Atlantic City a few weeks back. And I, I don't know what she got up to exactly, but when she got back home, she sent me a message. She said, Harris offered her and her friend 
flights and a room for $70 total. They only offer that to degenerates, really, because they know you're going to spend it in the casino. That's right. That's why when you have a friend, they're like, oh, I get free tickets to Foxwood stuff all the time. It's because you spend a lot of money there. That's exactly right. And she she gets that. She gets free rooms at Foxwoods, Mohegan, um, Atlantic City, apparently. So, yeah, she's she's deeper down the rabbit hole than I've ever been. Yeah. No, I mean, I kind of strive to be one of those people one day, but I'm too cheap. Mm. Just like a, going to Foxwoods, going to spend a couple hundred and not care. But I'm I'm too cheap to just put money in a machine and watch it go. Of course, it's probably more financially responsible to do it your way. But course. is financially responsible fun? No. But, I mean, it does have the, has its upsides, I guess. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, You're doing okay. Oh, God. So, yeah. Other than the diet, casino... I haven't really been doing much of anything else since I can't lift. Just playing FIFA. That's it. I feel like I've been rambling a lot this episode. Why don't you step in here, Kyle? What, what's going on with you besides the pooping a lot from food poisoning? Uh, I pooped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the biggest thing I've been thinking about is that... Uh... that really drastically changing motivation and mood that I go through and trying to handle it. And it's really, it's really frustrating because I felt, I really felt so positive the last time we did the podcast and I really felt ready to kind of get to that next step in my life, get myself in order. And, um, and then I haven't felt like that again. And yesterday I was starting to seriously think about uh, taking Kratom again. Really? Um, yeah, because when I when I was taking that, it would give me that short term boost, and I think it's pretty reliable too. But then I went down this. I ended up googling it because I was I was like, well, I haven't taken it in three weeks. Is it possible that I'm still fighting the addiction? Maybe I'm going through withdrawal effects or something. So just so on I'm a googling. small scale. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to figure out like, is it actually dangerous or not? And some people were saying, well. You're addicted if you if you can't take a week off, and obviously I've done that already, and and then I was just thinking about the the risk benefit of taking it, and it's like I I don't know I I don't know I don't I don't want to get dependent on something, but I don't even know if I was dependent on the first place, and then the deciding factor, and I might have said this before, but it's just uh it's just really gross to drink. The taste is really awful, so I was just like, man, fuck it, I'm not gonna do it. So I think, but, this but can- any. Yeah. So this can kind of coincide when people say, oh, if you're like sad and you drink, right, that'll mm-hmm. become a habit. Like, don't drink when you're sad. You're not feeling motivated mm-hmm. and you want to take Kratom. Don't take Kratom when you're not feeling motivated because then it will become that crutch eventually. Maybe. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not doing what I need to be doing. I should probably take this Kratom. I'm not feeling the way I should uh... feel. I don't think. Oh, I'm sad. What's going to make me feel better? Alcohol. Stuff like that. That's uh, Maybe that's how true addiction starts i think that's very wise buddy i think you just kind of put something into place for me yeah so we've talked about it before if you're going to do something in moderation do it in moderation and don't do it when you feel like you need to do it 
Well, what you just put into place for me was the idea, I've always thought this, is there's a very noticeable difference between doing anything for the reason of celebration and gratitude of the thing versus doing the thing to uh, escape reality or to get rid of negative feelings. And I've always thought about this for everything. For example, uh, like delicious but unhealthy food. There's a very noticeable difference. Sometimes when I'm in a really good mood and things are okay, I can go and eat whatever I want and it doesn't feel bad because it's like I'm just enjoying the food, I'm enjoying my company or whatever. But there's such a difference between having that same exact food when I'm feeling bad and same with alcohol. Sometimes you can go out and have a fun night, but there's such a huge difference when you do it when you're feeling bad. And I think that's, that's exactly what you just said and it kind of locked it into place for me. Yeah, so take that and do with it what you wish. I mm. think you're a smart enough guy with enough willpower to actually say, okay, maybe, like, say, for instance, tomorrow you decide I'm going to take it. If it's a little Kickstarter, take it that once. I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of contradicting what I just said. So forget everything I said in the last three minutes. By saying use it as a Kickstarter, that's I, that's exactly what I just told you not to do. So I'm a moron. Yeah, I think you are a moron. Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, nope, you're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> it just it just naturally flows with it. I, yeah. I think. I think what you're saying is, don't take it when you're in that super low place because that's basically the definition of self medicating. Mm -hmm. Right. Avoid the self medication. Do it. I guess, I guess if you look at your mood on a scale of like negative 100 to positive 100, don't do it when you're negative anything big. Yeah. But maybe, maybe it makes, I mean, the same, the, the thing with this addiction talk is that you can have it about anything, fucking coffee. Right? FIFA. FIFA. Exactly. You can have it about anything. So telling someone that they shouldn't drink coffee when they're not feeling good is just, uh, maybe, maybe it's the right advice, but it's it's foreign in our society. Oh, especially with something like coffee. Like it's one of those things. Oh, don't talk to me till I have my coffee. It's like you're having withdrawals from a drug. You know, you're well, maybe that's true though. Yeah. Maybe that is true. Maybe, maybe, maybe even though it's accepted in society, that is the, that is the truth. Maybe it comes do down that. to what's widely accepted in society. Think about it. Kratom's not really something that's been around and used widely for a long time. What if it does end up being like coffee? Look at marijuana, for example. Weed shops popping up everywhere. New York, you can just walk around and smoke if you want to. Before, you'd get stoned to death. Ah, right? Um, there's movies like Reefer Madness coming out telling you how bad it is and how crazy it's going to make you. And now it's just go to the store and pick up some edibles. That's the problem. We, I feel like, especially with something like drugs, our society starts at this point of bad, not good. And then eventually more research is done then we figure more out about it and it loses that kind of stigma. Like you see studies with people taking psilocybin or LSD to treat PTSD when before it was just dirty hippies that took it. Mm. Now it's, oh, this can be a medicine that can be used to help other people so it all depends on how society views that doesn't matter how you view it 
and that is how society views it. Right. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. That's kind of crazy. For me, for me personally, this whole thing is... I have a hard time even understanding it myself. And part of it is because, like you said, it's very unknown in society in general. And then the other part is just, I have a hard time knowing myself uh, often. And I'm in, a, I'm in a state of flux right now. Like, like I've expressed in the last couple of podcasts, I'm like trying to dig myself out of this, this low that I had this winter. And um, I feel like sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. So that just puts me in this very shaky territory. And if I, if I was even keeled, I think I would have no problem taking Kratom and saying, okay, that got me something. But I'm just really afraid. I guess my big fear is having another period where I go low and then wondering, oh, is that because I took Kratom again? It's like, I just want to decrease all the variables. Yeah. If that makes sense because I'm just, I'm just confused in general. And I, yeah. Cause now you're, now you're thinking is, am I feeling this way because I'm not taking Kratom? Yes. Which makes the situation so much more murky. Cause you don't know yes. it could be. So. And as far as the little rut and low you have, you've started taking certain steps to get out of it. Even if you don't realize that's what you're doing. For instance, the vacation you just took with Tika going around the island, uh, us starting this program, um, even you going out and doing Matt's podcast. If you were really in that low of a, not saying you're not feeling low right now, but you were clearly at a point where you were going to kind of step out of your comfort zone and do something that you weren't required to do. I think that's important to note. You weren't required to do that. You did it. No, you're right. And I do, I do see that in myself. And, and Tika said the same thing too. Um, and I, I have been definitely doing more self-care stuff than I was previously. It's just that very personal experience of having that surge of motivation and well-being and then kind of losing it and feeling like that was a, like a false state or, or like a dream state that I, I can't replicate. And that's what's just so frustrating. I, I don't know if that's an experience a lot of people have. I think Can you it relate is. to what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think something important to note, though, is say you're, you start at this low point, right? And then you get that extreme surge of motivation and you're going up a little bit and then you it dies down a little bit. You're not going to go back to that immediate low point. You're going to go a little higher than that previous low point you were at. So yeah. the momentum thing we've been preaching since episode one, you know, Enjoy the highs while you're there. It might not last very long, but try to keep track of where you were. Like, so for instance, you still feel low right now. Do you feel as low as you did before you went on that vacation as far as motivation and stuff goes? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it's just building it up. You're not going to just cure the the blues with one vacation. Yeah. It'll give you a nice break from it. You might have post-vacation blues but post-vacation blues are better than just blues in general you're feeling worse because you're not doing that awesome thing you just did you'd rather keep Mm -hmm. doing stuff like that so ride the wave because that's literally what it is it's a wave makes sense yeah you start at the bottom you work your way up you go back down a little bit fluctuates like the stock market yeah, and, and actually, it's funny to tie the things together, but it really is quite natural for me because 
um, the biggest danger for me when I'm feeling lower is that huge urge to self-medicate and Kratom is just something I've, I've been thinking about, but actually the, the really big one is just food. Um, yeah. especially at night. Um, I, I think it's just because I'm not hungry during the day. And I often do this pattern where I just like, ah, I don't need to eat. So I won't eat. And then I get hungry. And then later I just want to eat the worst thing possible. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, Tika and I kind of decided to start a diet at the same time. So that's helping me, but I haven't been giving into that urge lately. And I, and I think that's, that's absolutely huge because especially at night when I eat, just like, for example, they have this one delicious dessert here. They take a loaf of bread, they grill it with butter, and then they put, they just shove a bunch of chocolate syrup in it or whatever you want. Oh. Absolutely delicious. Oh. But it'll, it'll kill me if I have that at 1 a.m., my next day is ruined. How can and, you have something uh, like that at 1 a.m.? That's when you order it, man. That's when you order it. You order it at night. And uh, <laughs> I really wanted to. Um, oh. Flip it. <laughs> I really wanted to uh, a couple nights ago, but I didn't. And, and I guess I guess even that's a sign of progress is uh, just the urge, uh, the denying the urge to self-medicate. Yeah. Because self-medication comes in many forms, food being one of them. I personally think I don't ever use food to self-medicate. I like shitty food. Everyone does. Um, but usually I'll be in a situation like you where I won't eat and I'm like, okay, I'm fasting. And then by the time I'm hungry again, I'm ravenous. Yeah. And it's out of convenience. I don't want to cook something. I want to go get something now, something that's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. What do I do? I stop at Taco Bell. So pack your snacks, ladies and gentlemen, because it'll keep you from making bad choices. That's why they say don't shop when you're hungry. You'll go and buy the whole fucking store if you shop when you're hungry. I almost feel like that, and that's the same behavior that I was talking about. That's almost like bulimia territory or anorexia territory. It's, it's like you're really trying that first 75% of the day to do the right thing. But in doing so, you've made yourself so hungry and decreased your willpower that you're extra susceptible to giving into those urges. And I, I could not count the number of times I've done that where I fasted for most of the day or even two days and then fucked it all off and just gotten the worst, most unhealthy thing I could possibly imagine. And it's that, that feels eating disorder-ish. Yeah, all the progress I made throughout the day, I completely destroyed and then some with the meal I ate at night. Exactly. Kind of like yeah. purging. Exactly. Hmm. Maybe I'll bring that up in therapy next time I go. I think I go in another week. I Be think. careful, because I think that's that's the thing that I brought up that, told, that my therapist said, we got to take a pause. Uh, I think that's what I told him about. And I was having that same line of thought. And he was like, whoa, 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 you might be worse than I thought. And that yeah. was when he uh, changed things. Be, be, be careful to avoid the word eating disorder because that, I think me saying that to him was what set the alarm bells off. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like personally, I was thinking about this the other day. I feel that I haven't truly actually opened up too much in therapy and I don't know why. I feel mm. like I have walls up. Okay. 
And I don't know if it's because I don't know what to talk about or I just, I don't know. I feel, I find it easier to come and talk to you and we'll just have this natural like free flowing conversation. But when I get to therapy, we like talk, shoot the shit. I'll bring up a few things, but I don't like dive into it. And I don't know if it's because these things I feel aren't affecting me as much as they are or what I, I just truly don't know. How do I drop these walls? Am I actually affected by anything? Yes. Maybe I need to bring that up in the first place. Almost like a numb feeling of just what happens, happens. Nothing I can do about it. Type deal. Do you trust your therapist? Yeah. I'd say so. In my experience, I've only been to one therapist. I don't know if I would open up more elsewhere or what. I just don't, I don't know. I don't think I would. If she's, um, if she's competent or even just trying, she should notice that you haven't really been opening up, shouldn't she? I'll ask that next time I go. Huh. I'll say, I feel like I've been a little reserved in here and I don't know if I'm having a hard time opening up or maybe I need a little bit of help opening up. Maybe that's what I should do. I think so. I got to get a little more bang for my buck here. Definitely, dude. There's, there's, no, uh, there's no shortage of material to take from. <clears throat> I'm sure you haven't exhausted it. Yeah. No. So that's, that's, that'll be on my list of things to do in therapy. Have you have you been going consistently? Like, are you on a weekly basis still, or what? I quit. Quit altogether. You kept this mm-hmm. a secret. Or uh, I didn't I ask, I did. so you didn't tell. Same thing. Yeah. So, what was the reasoning for it? Um, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but ah, come on, man. Of course, I'm going to answer. All right, just making sure. I like to put that out there. No, no, no. Um, it was expensive for me. Yeah. Uh, it was $75 every time because I wasn't using insurance or anything. And I just felt like I was getting less and less out of it because we kind of had the, the, the depression talk and mm-hmm. he didn't really have much for me. He had, he had a couple interesting points that we talked about in the podcast, but spend $75 every time it didn't feel like I was I was getting enough out of it and then actually I shifted because he's not even an, an expert in mood disorders or anything he's an expert in um, relationship counseling so I started to bring up all the issues uh, with Tika past relationships and stuff and that was what I was doing I was just going to him once a week for basically a relationship um, kind of venting and advice and all that yeah um and he was really good at that um but then even that i got to this point where i'm like i don't know it it didn't seem worth it anymore so actually and this is what um this is what i'm a little bit disappointed in him for so i i I told him i want to pause it i said i want to pause it and maybe i'll come back to it and he responded and he said no problem just let me know and then I think two or three weeks later, uh, me and Tika had a big fight. And in the middle of that, I emailed him and I said, hey, would you be able to meet me on a, 
on a less scheduled basis. I said, cause I'd really like to talk to you about something right now. Uh, I wasn't saying let's meet right now. I was just saying, yeah, there's something on my mind at this you, moment. Can we discuss? Yeah. Can we, can we meet, but not commit to the weekly thing? He, he never responded. Really? Uh, yeah. That's kind of shitty. I thought it was really shitty. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're in the, in the mental health space, like he doesn't know what I was going through and he doesn't know how severe it was. And he just, never replied i mean he, he could even just say no kyle i'm sorry i don't do that but he just didn't respond uh there has to be an explanation for it but I, I feel like you need to keep a pretty close eye on your emails if you're dealing in this field yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah so anyway yeah i think i quit two months ago really mm. i mean understandably so i i go way less frequently than i was when I first started, it was a weekly thing for a while, then bi-weekly, and now it's like once every three weeks, probably. Um, are you scheduled or are you just... How do you after, do after my session, she'll say, when do you want to come next? I have this open, this open, this open. And I'll say, hey, let's uh, do that. Okay. So it's one of those. Um, maybe... If you're down for it, you should try to get into someone that like specializes in mood disorders, because that's always been your main concern. That's always something you wanted to address. It hasn't been addressed yet. This isn't me telling you how to live your life, but it's just a suggestion based on stuff you've said. Um, you being in this low point and not being able to get that momentum and get out of the low point and you doing these things to try to get out of it. Maybe someone that specializes in mood disorders could help you with that. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just, uh, it just seems like a, pro- a project. Yeah. Too. Cause, um, like, just, I know we've talked about it a lot, but to go back to the difficulty of it and not, not to discourage anyone else from doing it, but I, I told my sister that I stopped therapy and she said, Oh, you're such a lazy jerk. I'll do it for you. She, she's being my sister. She's not, not being abusive, right? Yeah. And um, she said, I'll do it for you. She said, give me your insurance information. Because I, I actually, I thought I still had insurance in the USA. This is how clueless I am. So I, I asked my mom, I said, can I have the insurance card? I'm going to give it to my sister and she's going to schedule therapy. This is how completely unself-reliant I am. And uh, my mom says, well, you don't have insurance in the USA anymore. Um. So that was my step to to try to get um, another another therapist through my insurance, and it was just like that. And then I have heard about uh, therapy here in that area, but I think it would require me getting a, a diagnostic test first, and that's really expensive. Um, diagnostic test first. That's that seems a little much. Well, so, so my ex had a friend that goes to this guy and, and they said, this guy is great. He's who you should go to. Um, and she just said, well, he, he will only see you if you've had this test already. Um, so he was the specific one. And then also I did Google around in Bali, not interesting. I, I Googled different uh, places that offer, you know, therapy. I, I texted a few of them and they were all even more expensive than my last guy. So we gotta it's get you not, insurance. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I'm making excuses, but it's just like... Eh. No, they're valid excuses, though. Yeah. They're valid excuses, I think. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Well, it's something you should put on your things of maybe to do. Well, back to you for a minute. Mm-hmm. I did have the thought that um, you said you've been going less frequently. It, it, it probably makes a lot of sense that you going less frequently makes it harder for you to open up because it's it's like going to the gym once every three weeks. You're just kind of trying to it's it's one step forward and then two steps back or something like that. And yeah, it's like reacclimating, getting used to it. Um, yeah, you probably spend I'll, the first five minutes just feeling each other out. Yeah, I mean, even towards the end of the weekly and biweekly sessions, I don't think I was really opening up that much. So I'm not sure if it's a time away thing. I started spreading them out more, hoping I would have more to talk about. Really. Um, mm. I'm still getting good insight. Um, about, I was talking about how I have a shorter fuse lately in the last one, and she kind of explained, well, it's probably because you're emotionally exhausted from dealing with this. You know. So, I'm still getting the insight, but... I feel like there's more to crack. There's more layers to this onion that I want to dive down. You got a lot of layers, buddy. Layers on layers on layers. Um, but we'll see. I'm going to go into the next session and bring up what we just talked about. And hopefully dive a little deeper. When you say you've had a shorter fuse, what do you mean? Just uh, stupid things aggravating me. Just being moody, just moody in general sometimes. And this is before the diet started, so it's not the diet. Just I can explain a little off air because there's reasons why I can't say it and I'll explain it. It has to do with external forces that aren't in my immediate circle. And I want to be I able to I know say what you're it. talking about already. I think I might have. You, you, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. hinted at it. Yeah. In the 50th episode. Yeah. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. I didn't realize that that might be something we have to cut out. <laughs> well, good thing it's not out yet. Or if it ever comes out. Patreon.com. Yeah. I think you might be frozen because you're just looking at me with, oh, you're unfrozen now. You just had like a million dollar smile appearing through the camera. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just, I just realized I plugged this back in again. Why did I do that? Huh. Maybe the battery's dying. I mean, we've been going for an hour. It's a little, almost midnight for me. I got to wake up at six. Oh, the daylight savings time is gone. We're exactly 12 hours now, huh? Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So I got to get to bed. But as okay. always, it was a pleasure, Kyle. Of course. Subscribe to our YouTube, Patreon, download. Bye. TikTok. 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 Stop recording. This is life being bound to love.